breakups, neckbeards, and Lana is real, y'all, coming up on the broadcast. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is the broadcast, and now here are your broadcasters, Hanakawa and Katrina. Good morning, broadcast crew. There's a lot of dispute on whether Lana is real, though. I mean, I don't think she's a deep fake. It's still being disputed. A deep fake? <laughs> is she really real, or is she like kind of real? Or is, is she? Or did they just like go around uh, Kiev with a picture and says, "Hey, hey, you look like that. Would you like a hundred dollars? Five minutes of work." All the Lana conspiracy theories. We can talk about that when we get to David and Lana and our discussion. We probably should because there's a good bit and some of them are really, really Yeah, we'll talk about all of the Lana conspiracy theories when we get to David and Lana. That is the the, the talk of um, the 90 Day Fiance fandom at the moment. And we will get to all of that, um, including the... um, the leaked tell-all footage and uh, all the other fun stuff that's been happening this week. We're going to start off with the social media roundup. So um, a good amount of stuff's been happening in social media today. Uh, One thing that was supposed to happen yesterday was George was supposed to be released from jail. And for some reason... Yeah, George and, and Fisa. Hopefully people know who George is. The George in jail. Jail George. Um, his release date's been pushed back to August. It was originally yesterday. Um, and 90 Day Fiance Muse posted the a picture of, you know, showing the new date being in August. Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, cameras and press were, like, actually there waiting, and it didn't happen, so... Something last minute happened, and he is not going to be out until, I think, like early August. So we'll see if that sticks. I don't know. Someone got shanked. I'm like, did a fight happen? Did he get cocky? (laughs) No, I think he was originally scheduled to be August, and then it got moved up to May, and now it's back to its original date of August, probably because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know. I would think that they'd want to, like, get prisoners out of jail with the coronavirus, not yeah. keep them in there. Right. So who knows? Um, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, did somebody get in a shower fight? Did someone like see him on TV and he got cocky? Like what happened now? Cause that's, you know, that's like months. Yeah. Just, that is you know, a few days of a clerical error or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. some good time he had, he lost, and he, you know, I watch enough prison shows to see, you know, to know that, you know, the good time you get, you can, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much an expert because I watch, you know, Lockup, MSNBC Lockup, pretty much a prison <laughs> expert. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> that makes me sign, sound very entitled. I'm not, y'all. Um, yeah, that like you can lose your good time, you know, for... I don't want to say they're stupid violations, but like small violations of prison rules, you know, having things in your cell you're not supposed to have. And I don't mean like shanks and stuff like that, but like, like too have, much ramen, like they're only yeah, like exactly. a peanut packets butter. and he had five. Right, right. <laughs> things like that. If they decided that they were getting, you know, going to crack down on stuff, then 
you know, they could lose time for that or, you know, think, you know, if he got in a fight or and they couldn't determine who was the aggressor, he might be declared one of the aggressors and get sent to the hole for a couple months. I mean, there's so many different reasons why that date could have been pushed back. Now, could he could he actively volunteer to stay in longer? I mean, I know that sounds silly, but like. I don't think they even have that much choice. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's like an airplane where if (laughs) it's oversold, you can volunteer to go on the next (laughs) flight. I don't think. this tribute. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's all speculation. I don't know if we're going to know until maybe he gets out and tells us or maybe he'll do another, I don't know, phone call through somebody. Maybe. Oh, well, it would be interesting to see because, uh, the last interview he did was an exclusive that he gave people magazine. So that's, you know, coming up in the world, you guys. So I don't know what kind of media he's going to give and if he's going to, you know, give the broadcast any exclusive information, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we will continue to update you guys as you know, cause that has been a big topic for, um, Friday night lives and other, other things where you guys are, are wondering as it gets closer, you know, is he coming out? And now that everybody knows that George and Amphisa are not together, then it'll be, I think, it, it gives it more interest. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, people knew him and Anfisa were not together mm-hmm. a while ago. Like, I know the show comes off as, like, she just abandoned me kind of thing. And, you know, she's even mentioned that, they were already kind of donezo before he went into jail. So, you know, I, I think you probably expected it. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, moving on to our next item of social media roundup, Ed, big Ed, <laughs> totally this, got trolled this on is his awesome. live. This is amazing. This is, this is like the stuff that you you are scared will happen when you go live. So when you're just going live with random people who are like, pick me, pick me, like, you never know what you're going to get. And mm-hmm. so what he's been getting, unfortunately, is a lot of underage people. But he actually got some adults on his life. But it was v- born. Very much adults. Um. And this is also the kind of thing, you guys, that happens that where you go and, you know, I, like, you wish. Sometimes you go, oh, that would be really funny if this happened. And, well, it actually happened. So <laughs> it, it was a disaster. Like... I thought it was a joke at first. You know, I thought someone just mashed up a couple pictures of his live in a porn. I was like, that's terrible. So why don't you but tell no. people what actually ha- what we saw? <laughs> it actually happened. Like, he was waiting for this person to go live, and then all of a sudden it pops up, and it's just the guy slamming this chick, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're both naked. Um, it's most definitely porn. <laughs> yeah, it, it's porn. People usually tend to be, well, mostly naked in porn. But he he really struggled to try and get that turned off, <laughs> like like so much. You saw like the panic, like he was staring. And you could tell he's like trying to close it real fast. And you do that that panic when like your mm-hmm. parents come in the room and you're watching something you shouldn't probably. And yeah, it didn't. Like it's live. Like it's live. Yeah, yeah he, like, does, he does tote that you need parental supervision for his lives, but I don't know how many how many kids are listening to that. They're like, fuck that. The clip that I saw had a good four five seconds of it on there. It was it was pretty lengthy. It was lengthy enough for 
people to know what's going on, and I think most people know he was getting trolled, so there's, like, no fault on Ed that somebody did something crazy like that, mm-hmm. but it just is one of those things where, like, all the... I've only seen the 90 Day cast doing, like, this rapid, you know, I'll pick somebody, go live with them kind of thing, and I don't know. Like, that's always my fear of, like, you let someone get on live with you, I'm like, this person is probably going to show me something I don't want to see, right? Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's no There's no way to, like, bet before you show them, because, like, on other apps, you can get a preview of what the person is showing before you... Um, outward face it and <laughs> Instagram probably Instagram needs life. to have something like that for people so that they could like you know I don't know catch underage girls before they actually put them on the live who knows yeah um but yeah that was the fun that Ed had with his live porn um and then switching over to baby girl Lisa who I'm not I'm not even I don't even fully understand what's going on because I get bits and pieces, but she is having the hardest time with other, I want to say bloggers or other pages that she has a bouncy out for one. (laughs) And I, right. And right. So the background on this is there's, there's a blogger whose apparently sole purpose in life is to take, baby girl Lisa down and so Lisa has put on a quote-unquote bounty whether that's real or not real I mean it's the internet right like she posted a wanted picture and said she's got a thousand dollar bounty meaning like if for information that leads to the notification I don't know like if you can identify who this person is that is trying to get her down take her down I'm not entirely sure I didn't think it like I didn't take it seriously. Like you're really putting a bounty out on this person. Like you want them dead for a thousand dollars. You want information on it. But the I person, think, yeah, I think she wanted like information. I, I'm hoping that she's not asking for things like where she lives because that's a little creepy. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Lisa, but this other blogger like posted a video of her talking to the police, making a police report about the situation. Like somebody was mean to me on the internet police. I don't know if there's a, I don't. And I, yeah, I don't know special squad for that, but (laughs) I don't know. Like I can imagine that they would just document it, but I don't know what you could do with somebody who's, I mean, it kind of crosses the line of when does it become threatening online? Right. Mm -hmm. Putting a bounty for somebody and it was obviously in jest. And maybe, but we know that not everyone will take it that way. Right? I guess. You know? And what was the bounty for? people that lick toilet seats and eat Tide Pods, and they are all (laughs) very capable of taking it very seriously. Um, Yeah, was she threatening to dox her? I guess. (laughs) Like, was she threatening to dox her? Post all of her. Yeah, (laughs) just just be careful, because, like, I think that some people could get very... Uh, excited by that and I don't know a thousand dollars just to out this one person that's nothing to me but you know then we get into the that hard area of doxing and Mm -hmm. we don't want to go there so I don't know I don't know where that's gonna go but (laughs) they went live together which was really interesting (laughs) because this other blogger doesn't show her face so it's really like a grease fire yeah (laughs) it's a mess (laughs) just don't stop 
Um, something else that is involving baby girl Lisa uh, is, okay, so as the story goes, I believe, is she stubbed her toe before she went to Nigeria, and I guess she came back and it was so bad that she had to have it amputated because it got gangrene, I think. Mm-hmm. So f- I don't know. I, I'm guessing this is from the leak. Did the leak show this? I don't think it showed the picture, but it talked about, they were talking about the story, I think, on one of these, like, in-betweens segments, like, where they weren't recording, where the cast was just talking. I mean, it was recording, obviously, and we'll talk about all that, but where they, they were just talking to each other or something, and they were talking just about the story of how Where'd she... Where did the picture of the toe come from? Uh, I, one of the bloggers, I believe, 187 Anonymous Gossip, had it first. I don't know how she had it or why she had it. I don't want to. Those are questions I don't ask. Um, you know, particularly you don't about, ask a question. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, the 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 chief. Uh, what we say in in law in the courtroom: never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to, <laughs> or you know that. Um, you know, I mean, you. It, it's okay to ask it if it doesn't. If the answer doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if they say yes or no or whatever, but you never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. And <laughs> um, I've also learned a lesser, you know, don't ask the questions that you don't want to know the answers to. It is unnecessary for me to learn where 187 Anonymous Gossip got it or the context of how she got it, right? Like, think about how we get our stuff, right? We don't share the leak. I mean, we don't share the the, the sources of where we got our information, or the context of the conversations, right? Um, I don't need to know where 187 Anonymous Gossip got the picture of the amputated toe to know that I don't need to see that picture ever again in my life. (laughs) See, that's what it goes on. It's like, I don't want to know. I mean, my my intrigue is always just kind of like, but how? Um, But it has made its rounds in various forms around Instagram and the internet. I haven't searched through Reddit agency. You can probably uh, speak for that. No, no feed on Reddit. No. So (laughs) it's been all over. And I, I, you know, Lisa has literally flipped her shit because everyone is posting it and making now expect it's, they're making, they're making memes of it now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just bad. Um, I have a lot of people that like, friends on Instagram that messaged me and they're like, I had to take a break from Instagram today because I saw that. I'm like, it's just the things that circulate. I just, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you have to be scared when you're scrolling up in your feed now because you might see some feet. Um yeah. And and it's clearly <laughs> it like doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's clearly me. right after the surgery because the, the stitches are fresh. She's got like the iodine still on her foot for the disinfectant. Right. Yeah. Well, that's um, the advantage of Reddit is that posts like that will be marked NSFW and blurred out on your main feed. <laughs> I know. There's um there's also a Reddit group that's like thanks I hate, and I can see that fitting perfectly in that thanks I hate amputated toes going to happen now because i've said it right um, <laughs> the last thing uh the biggest elephant in the room is the tell-all leak so day two of the tell-all was leaked slash um what's the word negligently <laughs> left for someone to find and leak 
Um, well, we need to explain the difference because it, the <laughs> the story goes that, oh my God, Erica leaked this, and that is not, in fact, the case. Right. Unintentionally, I want to say leak. So the company that is in charge for recording the tell-all had it up so that, you know, other staff, I think cast and maybe interns, whatever, could watch it. Well, this link was left live and it wasn't, um, what is like, you know how you can make things private or uh, unlisted? I Mm -hmm. think it was unlisted, but it was still live. Um, And I believe Erica had it like on her saved playlist or bookmarked. And, you know, I'm not a, I feel bad. I'm not a pro at YouTube on how that works, but Mm -hmm. you you know, she has in her favorites list of videos and some her history of watched videos or whatever. Right. And somehow somebody caught it from there. Mm-hmm. I've been to her YouTube and she's got like no followers. That's why I'm like, how did someone think to look <laughs> there yeah. to find it? I guess that's like my biggest mystery is, it, okay, it was there, but who was who was lurking that hard to find it? Well, didn't it um, first pop up on Reddit or did it pop up somewhere else first? Well, it popped up on Reddit, but the yeah. person found it that way. Like yeah. Reddit. Yeah, the, the, Reddit. the Reddit thread uh, seemed to be posted by the person who mm-hmm. found the yeah. the link. Right. And our as our resident Reddit expert agency. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't introduce everybody at the top of the podcast. You guys know, know agency. Who we are. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Hannah Collar. Sorry. And this is, uh, you know, the male voice you're hearing is agency. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit, about what that said i mean it was it it wasn't particularly much basically what happened is somebody posted on the 90 day subreddit that a that the uh the unedited day two of the tell-all was live on youtube and within about 45 minutes of that post going up the footage was pulled down but enterprise not quick enough not quick (laughs) enough because enterprising redditors were able to rip it off youtube and then uh now it's out there it is. It's circulating. Yeah. There With are the clips magic circulating. That we have you can download those mm-hmm. clips. Like it was ten hours of footage, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were able to rip it in mm-hmm. that forty-five minutes. And then the clips went viral on both Reddit, YouTube, yep. and Instagram, and probably other social media platforms. YouTube. Did I mention that? All of them. <laughs> You're not going to find it uh, posted because any account that has posted it has gotten those clips pulled. Uh, by TLC, uh, but it doesn't mean it's not floating around out there. It's just not obvious. It's in the like deep recesses of Instagram and Reddit, right? Yeah, and I've and I've come across them where like people are kind of getting away with. I mean, in in my, um, I'm not gonna say advice or expertise, but in YouTube, right? They'll put like five seconds of some really boring video, and then they get straight to it. So. YouTube crawlers can't find it. So there's like five minutes of black mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it starts. So th- those are like the videos that are now there because um, there were a couple pages that actually got terminated on Instagram for having all the tell all footage. So, mm-hmm. and the 90 know. day Reddit admins actually put an embargo on, uh, on tell all leak related stuff. I think until after last night's episode. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and there's kind of a there's kind of a a negative to it is that we got some things spoiled that 
I think we were literally wanting to see happen in real time. Yeah. <laughs> response from the fans, like, you know, seeing Lana or, you know, but we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into it when yeah. we get to them. But, um, I think what, uh, I mean, we'll also talk about how it kind of made sharp react and push things forward. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just bad. It was a leak that I think, um, I want to say sharp because I, I always put like the accountability on them, <laughs> but I know it was probably the actual production company that, that messed up, but like, I guess lessons learned and consider it publicity. So let's get into the show. Let's start off with <laughs> our favorite queen of the internet, Rosemary and Ed, Aww, that guy. We all love Rose. Everyone loves Rose. Yeah. This was a, love Rose. <laughs> a magical episode in which the scene from last time where Rose was like, kind of like getting on him about stuff. She took that to a whole new level. He revealed to her that she, he didn't want to have any more kids, you know, and then he had woken up and she was gone and they, you know, she they found her and they, they were meet, they were talking and he was, she was like, I don't know what she was. I don't remember what she was saying specifically to him, but it wasn't pretty. And then he, she tells him off this time and this episode, and it was beautiful and sat, such a satisfying end to their story. Thoughts? It was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was uh, it was momentous. It'll it is the the moment that spawned a thousand memes. Um, <laughs> but it gets it's not just that she told him off. She told him off. She gets up. She packs her stuff and she goes to the, straight to the airport. She's done. And. Um, I thought that was, I thought she really held true to her dignity. She kept her dignity. She wasn't going to let Ed continue to uh, be kind of a jerk to her, which is great. Right. Well, she gave him multiple chances and she's like, I, I, I'll, you know, I just want to try and have fun and, and get to whatever, get to know him. And I think that I don't want to have kids just was the final straw. So, I mean, I applaud for her quick or swift exit because, mm-hmm. you know, he comes back to the room because he's like, I'm going to talk to her as if there's more to talk about and she's gone. So <laughs> what I thought, one of the things that's so great about this scene is that you, you see this sort of dynamic play out, not quite the level that Ed is. Ed is sort of extreme in what we've seen cast member wise about their, their, what they have to offer a partner. And we always go, why, 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 why are you staying with this person? But we've talked about this on the show before, the the sunk cost fallacy and all of this thing. You know, they've invested this much time into the relationship. Let's continue it. Hopefully it'll get better. And with Ed, you know, we, we as the audience were upset with him, you know, first, you know, when you're telling her to shave her legs and then you're saying brush her teeth and... She said it's a medical condition and all of these things that have sort of been building up. And I, we're used to seeing that, well, the, they just brush it aside and then they continue the relationship and she moves to the United States and, and that's it. We didn't have that with this. We had the satisfaction of seeing her tell him off and break up with him over what are certainly breakup offenses, breakup were the offenses. That was what, why I think I loved it so much is that we got this payoff with Ed and Rosemary that seemed to be like, 
the payoff I was hoping for from other couples and it, it was all wrapped up into one. Like I got all of that <laughs> with them. It didn't, it didn't drag on. There wasn't multiple fights or multiple scenes of them like getting back together. Like it, it's been with Rose, I think a, a gradual build up to the, you know, fuck it. I'm out. I have nothing to gain. And with Rose, um, you know, it was uh, it was kind of like a like a picture of Dorian Gray with uh, with Ed because you know he starts off looking one way and then it just descends and he becomes <laughs> this kind of monster. And the other thing too that I think was satisfying from a narrative perspective is that we set the the show this their story is set up that Ed is going to the Philippines to interview Rose right for this position of his wife. You know, mm. the idea the idea is baked in that she wants to come over by default. But what it actually ended up being is that Rose interviewed him and he wasn't ready for it. And he bombed yeah. and she told and she let him know he bombed in a in a honest but also savage way. And it was deeply satisfying. It was. It was very, very satisfying. And uh it will forever live on as probably one of the best scenes in 90 Day History, I think. Most definitely. The whole Rose reacts face, that, that's going to be everywhere forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might replace the Anfisa eye roll as the, the meme that, that mm -hmm. lives on forever. Her just sitting there like, no. Like, she always had a look of kind of disgust on her face, but like with that final straw, she was pretty much just like, bye <laughs> girl bye and that's where we leave them because i think uh i'm not sure if it was preview for the next episode but uh because ed storms off basically right oh right and he then does they that show whole, like i guess i'm the bad guy you i'll know, just let her same. cool off give her no. some time no she just needs to cool <laughs> off no and, and when he said that it was like i'll give her some time alone she just needs to cool off i was like you mother <laughs> like no that's not what she needs you know she and cooled for him, off by bouncing she left for him to say that it shows just how much he lacks in self-awareness well i think that maybe he thought it was more solid like um like kind of an arrogant an arrogant thought process it's definitely like, arrogant she's not leaving she wouldn't leave me or i have a lot to offer her even if i can't give her kids or maybe because you know he's decided mentally i don't want any more kids that she would have time to think and go yeah i'm okay with no kids but well, it seems like that was rose's dream as she said mm -hmm. and i mean if you can't well, offer her that or you're not going to offer her that i think agency said it really well when he said you know this idea that that ed went there to interview rose to see if she would make a good wife when it was actually you know the other way around and and we don't often get to see that but you know it, he wasn't expecting that he was still thinking that him him and his carrot of a green card were enough to get past all of his other flaws. And I'm not talking about, you know, his his birth defect or his short stature. You know, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about his personality flaws. Like that, <laughs> the carrot of that green card being enough to overcome him being a complete douchebag. And it wasn't. <laughs> and I, I think what, like, bugs me, and I don't know if it bugged Rose or I don't know what the agreement was about her son, but... 
he only had so much time in the Philippines to get to know Rose. If you're going to get with a single mom, get to know the mom. I get that. But then you also have to take time to spend time with the kid too, right? Like that's a glimpse into your future life that if you don't get a taste of, it's going to probably burn down terribly. Well, he, he he was doing everything he could to not spend time with Prince, right? You know, he was going to stay at the house and then he was like, I can't stay at the house. Let's go. And there's no reason they couldn't have gone on vacation and taken Prince with them. But he was being a douche and didn't want that. He didn't want kids to spoil his, you know, precious you know, sexy time with Rose. And she talks about how at the end, how she misses him, you know? And I remember screaming at the TV, like you can take Prince with you, but no need for Prince to stay behind with the sister or whatever. And I saw somebody mention somewhere that the amount of, you know, the amount that, that Rose's sister allegedly asked Ed for, which was like in the realm of like $75 that he should have given it to her for all the babysitting she did. Prince. <laughs> oh my God. That's true because like the expectation of like Prince is just going to be watched by the relatives. Like, like there's, 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 I understand both sides of wanting to like get to know her because you just went out there and you need to get to know this person without distraction. But I kind of felt like poor Prince was left in the dust. Like mom was gone, came back for a day. And she's gone again. By the way, kid, here's some gifts. Bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Minus the toothbrush because I gave that to your mom. <laughs> Minus the toothbrush because I gave it to your mom. I know. Uh. <laughs> All that stuff. Like, <laughs> I think she held on longer than most with, um, you know, and then Ed, Ed's final scene. Yeah. I'd yeah. be gone too. We also got to meet another kid involved, and that is we got to meet Taj uh, of Ash, Ash's son, Taj. And I know. They go the to meet Taj cute. and Sion, Ash's ex-wife. Who we also get to meet. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move into them mm -hmm. because we also start with another fight. <laughs> this is a These continuation two. of the fight from last week. Right, it's kind of blurred because like they fight, they fought on the pier, and then they came back to I, I thinking this is like another Airbnb. I'm not quite sure. Well, I think it's, I think the, it's same the same one, same. but there. But what we saw them fight on a on a pier, then by Ash's car, and then like there's a there's um like a eight to twelve hour intervening period we don't see. Then there was the fight last week where where Ash kind of um, lost his temper. And then we saw sort of him getting ready to walk out, but going back, um, you know, to... But then she kind of invites him back to try to talk about it one last time. And I got to say, they were both better behaved this this episode. I think, I think afterwards, because he was doing the whole, like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave forever. Mm -hmm. I have my suitcases. Um it's just like, dude, sit the fuck down and talk. Um, yeah, we yeah. had quite the unpopular opinion last week that Ash wasn't necessarily in the wrong for his wanting Avery to be a supportive girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And um, this week, how did we feel about their interactions? I only know this tone because I am a mom, but Avery totally pulled like the mom tone of like, if you're not, if you don't like grow and be the bigger person in the argument, like 
it just, you know, they could have just kept fueling this because, you know, Ash calls her heartless. I'm like, that's not going to help your case, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> like the, the look on her face of like, you need to sit the fuck down, calm the fuck down and talk like a human being. And she did express herself well when she's like, you called me heartless. And like, how am I supposed to react to you saying that? But, but we, you, you know, come, we you come know. at me and that's the first thing you, you say, yeah, I'm going to come immediately on the defensive. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. just continually just like, you know, say you love me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I really want to know what fight happened in the car on the way back to mm-hmm. the Airbnb. What fight happened in the stairway on the way up to the room? <laughs> like, I feel like we're missing some of the, you know, more juicier fight details. But well, that's the X factor, because I feel like maybe it, it, it's sort of the his his reaction was sort of the product of a mounting frustration. Now, that said, it's never good to go in hot, especially if you're a dude on a reality TV show. It's a big time no-no. Um, but Which you'd think he would know as a relationship coach. You'd think he'd know that. But, you know, it, <laughs> we, we could Sometimes at... you don't take your own advice, right? No. Like, <laughs> out the Do window. as I say, not as I do. You know, it oh. seemed like maybe a charitable interpretation is this Ash was trying, was essentially begging for her to show him some emotion. Now, Ash is not the greatest communicator i think it's fair uh, no. to say no but no. i think he eventually like got the message of, you know what it's not it we're at loggerheads she's kind of signaling it's time to move on i need to just move on too and they do it and they they don't really resolve it but they also like at least turn the temperature down both of them they both agree to turn the temperature down mutually so they really deserve credit for that well, right. yeah, but and the, it, the thing is, she doesn't get her answers though. So now we're doesn't. like, ling- we're now lingering on. Now it's almost like he owes her a conversation to explain what he meant in his dumpster fire of a seminar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he, I, he does, and it's perfectly okay for her to want to understand more about how he sees the world. That was never a problem. That was that was never a un a unreasonable. Uh, desire on her part. I think the the more issue was that he was like immediately after the seminar, he was not in a position to give her what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as time passes and he cools off a little bit, and maybe he kind of deals with his own stress and frustration, then it's perfectly valid for her to go in and say, "Hey, let's talk about some of the things in there because I just want to understand your thought process better." Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure you don't expect me to be barefoot and in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's really like, you know, you get to that point mm-hmm. of like, I just want to make sure because that's not happening. One of the things that's interesting is, okay, so we have the leaked tell-all footage. And again, this is 10 hours worth of footage. So there was a lot of the party sort of talking to each other and things like that. And what we what we had the benefit of seeing in some of that footage was this dynamic between Ash and Avery who had broken up by the time of the tell all. Mm-hmm. And we we see some stuff in the footage that that Avery has this tendency when things get rough to just bail and to ghost him. And when he's having a rough day and needs her support, she is not there for him. So as this, this is sort of their history. So knowing that that was kind of their history, I think it makes Ash's position 
I like you. I understand it a little bit better because you know Ash is used to Avery not being there at all, and she she ghosts him and and isn't there for him. And we see at the on the tell all that she apologizes for this kind of behavior. She admits to it and apologizes for it. The how she is never there for him, and so I don't think it's unreasonable for him to get a little extra hot about the fact that she's not there for him when he what is essentially had a bad day at work. Um, that doesn't mean that I endorse his views that he said at the seminar, this, as you called it a dumpster fire of a seminar. Um, so, you know, the, those words did come out of his mouth as much as it was, you know, heavily edited and everything. He did say these things and she, you know, for her to want clarity on that is not unreasonable at, at all. Uh, but I think against the background that we know, about their the history of their relationship i think for him to want to have his girlfriend support him is not unreasonable although he may not have been able to communicate that very well mm -hmm. <laughs> because well, we he don't does get talk to, we in don't circles. get to see a lot of the history between them in the show and watching the show and not having the foresight of the leaked tell-all footage we don't get to, most fans don't get to inform their opinions on that either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then, you know, something else in the, the leaked tell-all footage that even the other cast is boggled about is if this continually happens and this is how you feel, she doesn't support you and Avery thinks he's a liar. Why are they together? Mm -hmm. Like for the fifth time. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they're just ultimately not good for each other. And that's that. I mean, that's the end of it. Like they both need to find somebody that addresses their needs the way they want them to be addressed. Well, once the show's done, I'm sure they'll do that. But uh, you can't you can never discount the meta, the meta layer. Right. That there's there's so much before, like they gave us snippets of some of the first breakups. Right. Like. You didn't have me on your Instagram. Then it flip-flopped to you have me on your Instagram too much. And then there were bracelets that said I love you that kind of freaked Avery out. And it's almost like maybe there was a fine balance of like loving her enough and loving her too much. Or maybe, you know, Ash was rushing into things, you know. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Yeah, well, it, this this you mentioned earlier that uh, if, if he's, he's lying – she needs to be aware of that. And you know, why is she with him? We see a little bit of that when she, Avery is sitting down and having a glass of wine with Sion, uh, it, Ash's ex. And Sion mentions that they've been divorced for a year, even though they'd been separated for several years prior to that, there was no urgency and the divorce didn't happen for, you know, until a year ago. Avery seems to believe, and she doesn't quite flat out say that, that Ash told her this, but she says, I was under the impression that. So we don't know where this information comes from, that Ash had been divorced for 10 years. So well, we could probably consider, like, I never make a distinction usually between separated and divorced. Usually when I hear we separated, I'm thinking you got a divorce. Why would you wait almost 10 years to put it on paper? Mm -hmm. um, a couple of years I, I, I can see. 
not being that would confuse the hell out of me like Mm -hmm. him and his ex-wife have a great relationship they do um and she's absolutely gorgeous but there's also like i don't know were they just lazy about it or i mean i have my my boyfriend's my boyfriend's parents separated but they're still married, right? <laughs> so there's also other benefits like tax benefits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if any of that plays in, but there are benefits to staying technically married. And then, you know, he, they actually put the papers in maybe when he was starting to actually go out and find love again that weren't just random. She did say know. that there was no urgency to it. So a couple of years, I can get that. I understand that. 10 years doesn't make any sense. So. What did, did, you know, did Ash tell her, did Ash lie to her and say it had, they'd been separated or not together if for whatever purposes for 10 years? Or did she take separated meaning divorced? And because he also says that he's single just because he's not technically married. <laughs> so there might be, there might be a language barrier between, you know. Let's also not, know. let's also not discount that perhaps in Australia, you know, there there's uh, something to be gained from the preferential tax status. It also makes it easier to go to to do things with like picking up his son from school. Um, like kid kid stuff could be a lot easier if they're still married. Doctor's appointments. Uh, after Maybe school I mean activities. they're just as easy when you're divorced. But so even Maybe. so, even if that is the case, so. Even if Avery's not giving weight to the actual legal divorce date of being a year ago, Sion says that it's been several years, several years, several meaning, you know, single digits, three, probably three to four years, if I'm being really (laughs) generous um, of being separated prior to the divorce being final. And she's Avery is telling us that Ash told her it had been 10 years. There's a significant difference between a couple of years, again, regardless of the actual legality of the divorce that, um, you know, I know in Virginia, you have to be separated for a year when you have kids before the divorce can be final. So that doesn't mean that that whole year while you're waiting shouldn't count towards your quote unquote separation time. But, um, regardless of the date of the divorce, there's a difference between three to four years and 10 years. So is Sion right? Which we have no reason for her to be lying. She seemed genuinely like, Oh, what, why versus what Ash allegedly told Avery, which, or led her to believe, which is it had been 10 years since they'd been together. And their kid is 10 too, right? Cause that was another question that yeah. came up was the timing is, and this happens. Um, I can attest to it. Like you, you separate within like the first year of the kid's Mm -hmm. life. And so like, I don't know. I I think it's a debate that like, maybe he just led her to believe. And he has the personality, like Cian was saying to like, be that, you know, the dog in the burning room, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And Avery's concern is that he sugarcoats everything. I think he tries to make things seem less, um, less important than they really are when it comes to things like, being divorced for 10 years or being divorced for two years and you were just separated for 10 years. Like to me that that there would be a difference on that, but I guess I would, I wouldn't pick at it. It wouldn't be that big. As long as I know you were divorced, we don't have like a Rebecca and Zied moment where she hasn't like finished the divorce yet. Right. I, you know, I, I would probably be okay. Cause like to even start the K one visa process, I mean, they have to, 
he has to be divorced. Yeah, <laughs> so. but being separated for three years, you know, having not been with your ex in any meaningful way for three years versus not being with your ex in any meaningful way for 10 years is a significant difference. What was he sugarcoating here? He also was sugarcoating to Avery about Sion's reaction to um, Taj possibly moving to America. Moving with them. I know, he made it seem like Sian was like, yeah, go ahead, take him. I'm fine. And she had the reaction that I think most mothers would of like, I cannot be away from my kid for extensive amounts of time. And then she's like, I'd be more comfortable if, you know, he stayed out here and then just went and visited you. And Avery was like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's totally fine. I was like, or you, or, you know, or, or he could move on his own and come visit his kid. But mm-hmm. You know, there's been a compromise. He's the one that wants to move, not Cian. And that's a that let's let's be fair. Uh, that that's a uh, that's a character flaw in Ash that he's not willing to kind of like confront the the more difficult topics, and he sugarcoats. And it is a source of frustration for Avery that we see often in the show, and a valid one. She has every right to be frustrated by his um, apparent unwillingness to engage the uh, the hard topics and to feel like maybe she's being. Um, you know, the being danced around in term in terms of these uh these issues. So that's yeah, that's and she makes fair. that comment several times throughout the show. Like we have to have these hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And as the show goes on, she's only getting more and more evidence that he sugarcoats these things and that and she's you know, so yeah, maybe they shouldn't be together. <laughs> Can we move on to Stephanie and Erica? Do we have to? Well, I think we've beat the Ash and Avery horse to death. So yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have we have to move to Stephanie and Erica, which. Oh God. They were giving us hope last episode, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, yay! They actually touched each other. They held hands for a little bit while walking down the street. Like, yay, progress! And then. Yeah. And then this happens, so... right? So Stephanie's supposed to be coming out to her mom. Mm-hmm. over the computer which probably is an idea like those are the things that like erica got the benefit of doing it in person i hate to be a contrarian but stephanie no, you was don't in person. you'd love being a contrarian <laughs> stephanie was stephanie was face to face with her mom in the first couple episodes and she couldn't she do was, it she was and she chickened out which yeah. i mean the topic is sensitive of telling someone that they should just come out already right yeah and and That's erica really hard. erica didn't say that though either she totally understood and i don't think anybody is faulting stephanie for not having come out to her mom yet and i think that that's honestly a red herring in their relationship. Like they say, well, if she can't come out to her mom, is it always, am I always going to be in in secret and stuff? Well, no, obviously not. The show's going to air. Mom's going to see it. I think (laughs) that that's a complete red herring and it's unnecessary red herring in their, you know, the, their relationship plot line, because she's obviously not going to keep, you know, if they were to stay together, she wouldn't be kept a secret forever because you're on a TV show. So I think it's, it's not a valid thing to, to be concerned about the much more valid thing to be concerned about is this, um, nature of Stephanie to make it all about her, no matter what the situation. And I will say this, that I understand from my sources in production that her throwing of the bowl and some of that was kind of scripted. Really? Well, 
it that wasn't my heart I, I because think, I was <laughs> I think so here's what I think happened is that the intent had been to script this very dramatic scene but ultimately the scripting wasn't necessary because ah. they had this very dramatic scene on their own and that was all actually them right well, with everything that happened like they they are having a pretty quiet moment right and I understand Erica's look. This happened to me before. Well, I want to dive into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this happened to her before in a long-term relationship she was in that she happened to be kept secret. And that caused her great amounts of pain. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that, like, like, the one time Stephanie could have been softer and caring and just assured her that, look, I am going to come out, but this condition has to be met, blah, blah, blah. As she says, I have to feel comfortable, which I don't know what makes her feel comfortable. Um, Pizza. In the context of the show. Pizza. And- <laughs> in the context of the show, nothing makes her feel comfortable. Nothing makes her comfortable. Well, so. did, wait, 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 wait. You did notice they had pizza at that party with her friends, and then she relaxed. <laughs> pizza and beer seems to be the key. Yeah, they, they, they had that thing with the friends where I, I thought that was going to turn to a shit show, and it actually helped her get more acquainted with the friends. Mm-hmm. But, Adam the Savage is still biding his time. Okay, you're going to laugh, but, like, I see you and Adam. <laughs> if you turn the right way, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this before. It's not the worst insult look, I've ever been given. You kind of look like Adam a little bit. <laughs> if anyone wants to know what agency looks like, looks kind of looks like Adam. It's not the worst thing anyone said to me. So don't worry. <laughs> and he's not shaving during this pandemic, so, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> A lot of men aren't, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I feel like, yes, I, and I think Stephanie also addressed this on her Instagram as a post of she lost her temper. I, I would hope that her embarrassment from that helps her learn how to control her temper. Because she, I, it just, that was an extreme overreaction to what Erica told her. Like, she was just coming out about something that, happened in her life that hurt her just like Stephanie has and Erica was there to support her and you know Stephanie ends up throwing bowls and telling her to get the fuck out and I don't and and running away again (laughs) I have I have you know been called an Erica apologist although nobody seems to mind because everybody seems to be anti-Stephanie everyone loves Erica and 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 here's the thing, and while ultimately I agree with Erica here and what she said about don't play with my heart just because you can't figure out yours. I think that's, you know, was a fantastic line. I think Erica was was great about this. I do see what Stephanie's point is. It was an inappropriate way to bring it up, and it was an inappropriate reaction, but her ultimate point was, wait, I thought we were being honest and vulnerable with each other. And... You, there was this 10-year relationship. She's seen it as there was this 10-year relationship that you were involved in that I had nothing, no knowledge about, and it was a very painful relationship because you were kept a secret. And I didn't know any of this and how, you know, we were supposed to be, you know, having gotten to know each other. Why don't, didn't I know this very huge, big thing for you? If it's that big of a deal that it's affecting you now, I should have known about it because we were of how close we were getting. What I think was happening is you've got Erica arguing a and Stephanie arguing B. And so what ultimately happened is you have, you know, cereal bowls clashing, you know, flying <laughs> across the room with those poor bread rolls, uneaten, sad. <laughs> uneaten. Carbs. I don't know because 
you can be open, but sometimes you don't feel comfortable enough yet, to take Stephanie's words, to come out with something that deep. Mm-hmm. Like, in a relationship, you are not obligated to give a roster of everyone that you've been involved with. Absolutely. From the front. Absolutely. So, and I'm pretty sure, like, Erica gets to see all of Stephanie's experience because she can just scroll down her YouTube feed mm-hmm. and, and, you know see them but there there might have been more hurt involved where erica didn't want to just talk about it and if it was off and on for you know 10 years which is something i want to inquire because i don't know it's just a question she's she's 23 so this relationship happened between the ages of 13 and 23 wow right yeah you think about 10 years yeah <laughs> and if this person was keeping her a secret and she just came out wasn't she technically keeping the girl a secret too yeah sure maybe not from friends maybe you know maybe her intention was she hid it from friends and she was openly out with friends but i'm just kind of i guess that's the only like question i had from it was like okay so a relationship from 13 so your teenage years are really bad relationships in the first place (laughs) like does it matter if you're gay or not it was just everything is just bad and then so if it was or or, you know i'm just assuming it was 10 years up to 23 because i don't i don't know how young she was dating but you know if she just came out of this relationship i can i can draw on how much it still is affecting her is what i'm saying i have a couple of thoughts if 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 you would indulge me sure um the first thing is that there's such a thing as too much upfront sharing. Like if you've got like a past and you're like, let me tell you about like the 15 traumatic things that happened to me. <laughs> I know it's only our third date, but I really want you to know this. That That's to another person that could be like, holy shit. What are you, why are you telling me all this? So, right. may, so, you know, maybe Erica is trying to, you know, just, as, as, Just ease her into yeah, it. As you, or tell her, hey, my fear of you not coming out stems from this extremely bad experience I had with someone else not wanting to come yeah, out. What Stephanie yeah. should have done was been like, oh, wow, okay. Instead, she made it all about her, about, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you didn't tell me, 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 me this. And I don't yeah. agree with that. I don't yeah. want to be accused of being a Steph apologist, too. Like, I can't win here. Well, I'm an unabashed <laughs> Erica apologist, so I'm, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll take I'll take that heat. Here's I the think other, here's it's the other fair thing. to debate both sides. <laughs> yes. And then people are going to have their own opinions, and they may clash with ours, and that's fine. Yes. That's totally fine. But here's another um, thing, though. Stephanie's source income is from posting private information about herself through her YouTube channel by being very open about her life. Maybe Erica didn't want that information potentially out there until she knew she could trust Stephanie to have some judiciousness about what she shares, what she doesn't share. That's perfectly reasonable. Um, you know, so. Right. Or she just didn't feel the need. Yeah. You know, you know either way. Things come out in time, right? Yeah. Over, over periods of time. Oh, yeah, there was this time I had this happen to me. And and that does come out in time. And this is one of those times where that information came out. And mm-hmm. Stephanie should have taken it in that context. And instead, she took it in a completely different context as, oh, my God, you've been lying to me, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily <laughs> the way that it really was. lying, just probably omitted some information. Or had, which... not, had chosen to not yet reveal. And she's like, yeah, I'm right. telling you now, you know. <laughs> But the going into, like, who was it, how long was it, what color shirts did you guys like to wear together, 
Where'd you go to dinner? And to make that into an entire, <laughs> you haven't been open, honest, and vulnerable with me this whole time is completely not accurate as it's well. It's also, either, right? I also, I, I have a real problem with her saying you haven't been vulnerable with me when she was just vulnerable with you. <laughs> this is, right this it's is like, true yep, just go back inside the turtle shell on that one yeah I, it's know. like it's like that meme you always see like with the with the pink blob that comes out of the box and then it gets punched and it says and then it says never again i don't know what you you're talking about i'll send it to you guys later no idea no idea what we'll you're talking see. about we'll see post it in the show um. notes it's okay, you guys. yeah i know David and Lana. Now it's not David and Macintosh anymore. It is David and Lana. <laughs> yes. Because we get to find out that Lana is indeed a real physical person that looks like the pictures that were on the internet. So just a brief uh, primer is, so during the tell-all, the leaked footage, there was footage of actually meeting Lana, giving her gifts, proposing to her. All of that footage was shown to the cast members at the tell-all, and they discussed it. Originally, the TLC episode for this episode just had ended with David standing in the square waiting to see. Uh, after the tell-all footage leak, they added in the Lana reveal. And we know this because there was people who bought in advance the uh, episode from, like, YouTube... Uh, the in in the episode that actually aired, uh, apparently the TLC editors at the very last minute edited that in because it had already gotten out. It already got out. So what what's the suspense anymore? Yeah. So they they added that in, and now um, that's been the biggest thing that's been talked about that came out of the the tell all leaks, and that Lana's real, and this has spawned a bunch of conspiracy theories. So let's discuss that before we close out the sh that show, the the before the ninety days. The Lana conspiracy theories. The Lana well, conspiracy the one theories. That I have heard the most was that TLC found a way to contact the agency to either pay or persuade Lana to show up on the show and pretend like she met him. Yes. Right. Um, so in like addition to that, there's also probably the agency's reputation on the line, right? So these, these agencies have to uphold a certain like reputation that they're legit. People aren't being scammed. And so we're showing the site she's on and it would benefit the agency if they were to be a success provide story, provide <laughs> the person to show that their website isn't full of scammers. So that's one theory that's out there to kind of go, Oh, the agency and TLC pulled it together to just, you know, make a story. They're really not, you know, that it was fake. That's one I've heard. I don't know what you guys have heard. That one's logical, at least. <laughs> it is pretty logical. What are some of the other ones that, that we've heard? Get the tinfoil out. <laughs> Most of the theories I see are surrounded by they paid Lana to pretend to be his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Is she actually just someone that they like put out a casting notice for? Do you look like this woman? Do you want to make 500 bucks? Right. Like from the beginning, they, there were some also said like they found someone and then kind of like William's situation where they just used that photo instead of like a real person. They use an Ukrainian act actress or mm -hmm. something like that to to be on the site. But I, that 
doesn't make much sense either. Since I mean, she has so many pages. I wouldn't invest that much in one scene with TLC. You brought up the agencies uh, that she, or the agency that, that she Stop she talking about through. me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I get what? Uh, but we can't bring that out that up without talking about some of the, the backlash that uh, David has been talking about on social media, that the backlash that Lana and these agencies are now um, experiencing because allegedly now, according to, you know, some, some sources is that Lana and the agencies are now being, because of the being appearing on the show, making it look like Lana's a scammer. All of these agencies, including Lana's are being portrayed in Ukraine as being scam websites. Now, and that they're experiencing this backlash and everyone's mad well, at them. not anymore since they saw her now. So I'm pretty sure those agencies have all chilled since she's been Hopefully. produced on the show. Now <laughs> people don't. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it, it cooled that heat that they were getting because, look, he actually met her. And mm-hmm. we know from the leaks. People really, really want... Uh, Lana not to be real and want David to be scammed. So I think even now that we've seen her revealed, people are still like, well, he sent her money and he sent her gifts. And which, I mean, if you were in a relationship, you give gifts to each other. Right. So that to me, isn't not like a tell all. Well, if you, if you do the math, cause we also find out that it's not just 100,000. It was actually about 300,000. Mm, yeah. Right. Divide that up between 20 years. 20 years. You mean seven? Yeah. Seven <laughs> years. My brain is just all over the place. But yeah. So, I mean, you divide it up with how much money he claims he makes. It's probably not that big of a deal mm-hmm. to us. I would be like, no way. Like, right. <laughs> that's that's a house that you you did and 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 then you still say she's poor like I, you know I don't know it would just kind of like how is she poor if she sent if you spent this much money but I'm an, assuming it includes like traveling you know hotels whatever mm-hmm. and probably not just with Lana probably in general right like yeah all the people that he's talked to well like you know. I said people really want David to be scammed they they created this idea. <clears throat> in their head that they want that that Lana's a scam and they still want it to be a scam. Well, what about all the times she goes to them and you know, all of this and well, you know, her brother really died. You can at least prove that, you know, but she had hockey games and this, you know, all of this stuff. So the the hockey game, can we talk about the hockey? People are still really wanting (laughs) Lana to not be they cause they can't believe that somebody who looks like Lana would want somebody who looks like David and they can't reconcile that. And so, but when you see Lana, I mean, she's kind of plain looking. Yeah. She's not supermodel hot goddess. I mean, she's, she's not ugly. Made either. up nicely she's, in those photos, sure. But yeah, she's very, well, the, and the agencies probably make the photos look gorgeous. Of course. How else are you going to get clicks, right? Right, like, of course. We're not going to put some unkept person on the, <laughs> on the site. We're going to glam, do a glamour shoot. We're going to, you know, Photoshop a little bit. We're going to make it look good. Um, but yeah, she looked. I'm I'm saying this very nicely. Average, like she looked like a normal person that I could see Dave just falling in love. Which for. is you another conspiracy mean? theory. They're going, oh, that is not even the girl from the photos. That's not even the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Dave, Dave will not be able to win on this one. No. He's going to have folks that go, oh, my God, she's real. That's great. And then you're going to have the ones who are like, something's fishy about this. Well, and I, I'm totally with them because the first, like, 85% of his story seems freaking fabricated. So why would we believe now that this last, what, you know, percentage is actually real mm -hmm. when we've seen all this craziness up front. And some of the leaked tell-all footage talks shows him talking about the transactional nature of his relationship with Lana. Where, so he admits to it. He admits... And he's okay with it. Yeah. He's fine. That's, like, what he wants. I think people are like, oh, he's just being scammed. He's kind of like, that's what I want. I enjoy the chase, and I want to go after, you know, whatever he wants to go after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, he's perfectly fine with the transactional nature of the relationship. And, you know, he gets to have this woman allegedly on his arm. He talks about on the tell all leak footage that they have started the K1 process, which we know from our intrepid uh, professional agency that there's no processing of visas at this point. So they can still have filed the petition, but they're yeah. not going to get the visa issued for a while. I can imagine he, he would get stopped real quick on that. Jeffrey. I, I only, I only want to talk about him because we, we, we have not talked about him this far mm -hmm. to talk about his reaction to Varya saying no. Mm -hmm. I think that's yes. kind of where that conversation will surround itself well i just want to say that like i i love varia i think that her her decision to just not deal not succumb to the pressure and jeffrey was very honest and true and and uh kind of staying true to what her what her uh guts gut was telling her i was so i was 100 there for that and well it's kind of like he came to russia i think she was you know feeling him out seeing how it was and then he drops bombs on her that you know, maybe uh, I would say maybe we should step back and continue to get to know each other because I have no clue what else you have to tell me that's from, you know, your closet of secrets. This hasn't been enough for me to be comfortable marrying yep. you. Exactly. Right. But she didn't want to separate from him. And so that's where his reaction just kind of like, I guess it threw me off because he was just like, okay, fine, I'm leaving then. Bye. It's just a big like, baby. Like, he totally... He just flips. It's either my timeline or like, none at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like, he's like, I'm not coming back. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Varya. <laughs> and she was just like, just because I'm saying no to marrying you right now doesn't mean I'm ending the relationship. And he was like, yeah, well, if you're not saying yes, that, I mean, these weren't exactly. Well, I have no reason to come back. Yeah. His actions and, and words were like, if you well, if you're not saying yes to getting married, then the relationship's over. And she wasn't necessarily saying that. Well, he was. But that, he that was. was his condition. Yeah. She didn't say yes. Because at first it was like, oh, she only wants to get married to go to America. And then maybe he was banking that he was going to get the yes. He, he asked in an appropriate way, appropriate place. And she was honest with him. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going too fast. Like, that wouldn't have triggered me to say, you know fuck it, it's over, I'm leaving, mm -hmm. but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of comments in DMs and stuff talking about the manipulative aspect of, of Jeffrey's behavior in this whole regard, but we can't talk about it in a, in, in a bubble, in a vacuum, because here's the thing, when he was done with filming is when some of these allegations that are against him that are pending 
um, that this is part of why people aren't talking about him because he has these pending allegations against him. Some occurred before filming and some of the incidents occurred after filming. And this is important to know is because the incidents that occurred after filming in which he's, these are all allegations at this point there are not been proven. I'm not saying that he did the, the, the things that he's accused of. These are, these are allegations, but they occurred with the woman, this, this alleged victim who filed these allegations is a, this woman that he has been involved with for a significant period of time which would mean he was with her before he went to Russia to see Varya. So what does that make his whole trip to Russia with Varya? I've watched enough before the 90 days to know that they fully expect it and want it to end each story to end with a proposal. So that asks, that begs the question, was this proposal even real or was it just we have let's just do this this relationship isn't real let's, or the relationship isn't, com you know, completely genuine or whatever. And oh, also, by the way, he is still technically legally married to one of the other alleged victims <laughs> in these allegations. That's really, really messy. Like, <laughs> yes. And it makes me wonder if Varya even knew. Like, because her, her reaction didn't seem staged. I, I mean, I'm not saying she's a, just a great actress, but I don't know. I, I think most fan reaction was that she was extremely hurt by what he said. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot to be said about this. Anything else? Uh, I, do you have any insights, any thoughts agency before we just say, you know, Jeff's Jeffrey's an asshole and let's move on. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily want to potentially stick my foot in my mouth by, uh, Calling, think, calling Jeffrey things that we don't have sufficient evidence to prove, even though I think he's a he's a big asshole. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the theme for this this season. Is although it is another situation where uh, Jeffrey thought his sort of um, that like he was secure with Faria and he was going to interview her, but ended up she was interviewing him. It was, it was another situation. Si it was similar. It, it wasn't as dramatic as Ed and Rose. Um, but it was still still kind of a similar dynamic where it act where the script flipped and uh, she ended up she ended up deciding, you know what, you're not for me or or you're not for me yet. Well, that's kind of the theme of the you know, the 90 day the before the 90 days. Right. Like they all have these secrets or something that they have to come out with. And then it turns into does the other person want to be with me still? Like we saw the same recipe in the previous season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of my favorite things about before the 90 days is, <laughs> is when, is when cast is when these, these people in the other countries are kind of well, say, you know what? Like going to America isn't worth you or, yes. or I have, right. or I have priorities <laughs> here that I care about, you know, because there, there is a, sometimes we get into our heads that everyone just wants to come here and they're, there are a lot of people who want to come here. Obviously, I've dealt with that a lot, but not everyone does. And everyone has like and not everyone's going to sacrifice anything to any for anyone to do it. And I think it kind of helps dignify people in some of the poorer parts of the world. And, and I like that. I like seeing that. Well, especially when um, like if they're living happy and comfortable where they are and it's hard from, you know, this angle to say like, you know, we love, we love our country. Right. And so we go, why wouldn't anybody want to live here? So, you know, but there has to be the right conditions, you know, Erica, um, 
ash, they're probably living pretty fine where they are. Mm-hmm. They're not searching for a better life, right? Australia's but nice. you know, place, they're just looking nice. for <laughs> they're just looking nice. for a partner. Yeah. Well, I've debated going to visit. Like I'm, you know, Ash is talking about walking down the freaking sidewalk to a beach for his morning meditation. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> it's 110 outside, so you know. Screw you. One of the things Um. that I really enjoy about Before the 90 Days also is that it's not a foregone conclusion that the relationship will work out. Mm -hmm. Right. With regular 90 Days, you almost always, and I think always, I'd have to check, but it ends in a wedding. There's never the breakup in the cast member going back to their country. With Because they're usually already there. I don't think anyone is ever not Except for, you know, Marcel, but he came back. <laughs> so <laughs> he, t- he technically did leave, but he did come back. Right. But, his, but the thing about wedding. before the 90 days, which is so intriguing, is this concept of it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to be together. And in fact, most of I, I'd have to look at the numbers, but a lot of if not most of the couples from before the 90 days are no longer together. And we see this actually in in the quarantine edition uh, when the collective, everybody went like, who? When they showed Patrick and Miriam on the screen, everyone was like, who? Right. Who was that? <laughs> yeah. um, I felt bad because I did too. I was like, yeah. who is this guy who says, okay, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. Ugh. But um, <laughs> well, we have to get there quickly. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We got to move so, on. <laughs> um, in, in conclusion to Before the 90 Days, we, we see that there are three weeks left. So we're going to get 15 episodes this season. Total. Yeah. Total, which I I think on par is maybe a couple extras extra. That's about normal. I think 16, 15 to 16 is about normal for yeah, them. Yeah, kind of kind of ranges and then we have of course our two-part tell all. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, we're expect we we expect with the before the 90 days they're also going to show them like back home usually. They kind of do like a conclusion mm-hmm. episode of like what's happening now. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's another chance for us to see, you know, Avery when she's back, what their decision is. I'm assuming Ed back and what he's going to do. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Stephanie will come out to her mom when she can do it in person mm-hmm. again. We didn't get day one of the tell all spoiled for us. So we still have that to look forward right. to. Right. <laughs> and some of the things that were interesting about the tell all leaked and we're, we, we, you guys are getting it was 10 hours worth. We can't certainly can't have an entire show recapping it, dedicated to it. But there's a lot of interesting stuff that did come out as far as like Lisa, what she calls Usman. Lisa, that that is an entire conversation. But we'll we'll brief, but, briefly but we touch will, on it. We will have to discuss it. I don't want anyone to think that we're not going to discuss that. You know, like I think it's been around that she, you know, drops the N word. Who knows if that's going to make the cut? I would think that TLC would probably cut that. But it was still said, and it really changes the way people look at Lisa. Right? Most most people. And, and it hasn't been addressed, and I feel like it's going to have to be addressed for people to go. I, I don't know any other way for her to address it other than to apologize. But I think, I think it's, it's necessary for us to mention that we know that it's there. Um, people have asked us what we think about it. I, I think people are, just, people are just curious, like, you know, kind of a meter of how angry are you. Um, per personally me, I think it's completely inappropriate. Like that word never escapes my own mouth. Mm -hmm. And I don't, 
I don't tolerate it around me, but everyone has a different tolerance. And so it's really hard to put a whole blanket of it's okay. It's not, I have, um, like friends from high school that had no problem with, you know, slapping the word around for me, it made me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't think there's ever an appropriate time for that word. Never. <laughs> in my in my opinion, never. So if people are asking what the broadcast thinks, you know, we as a team do not ever condone the use of the N-word. And Lisa's use of it, calling Usman that, and her alleged belief that because she is married to him, that she has the right or authority to call him that, I completely disagree with. Yeah, or that she grew up in less than idea living situations like that, that doesn't make it okay ever. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can't use that. Well, I'm married to someone who's black or I grew up around black friends. Like I don't care. Like, yeah, that's not what about ism and all. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got scolded. Like my mom would probably like flip her shit if I ever said that word. So, you know, that's what I grew up with is not. Mm -hmm. So that's who I, that's where I am. Yeah, so we that's that's our thought on that. It'll be interesting to see what TLC does with that footage on right. the actual I have a t- feeling it's going to be edited out because <laughs> TLC does not want to deal with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So self-quarantine edition. Some people don't like self-quarantine edition. I was not a big fan of this particular show because... Family because Chantel. It had Pow in it. Family Chantel, <laughs> Russ and Pow. I fast I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, I fast forwarded through Family Chantel. I fast forwarded through Russ and and, and Pow. Um I what? watched Ben and his neckbeard and Akini. And I watched Patrick and Miriam because I remember them from their season of Before the Ninety Days. They were like one of I the original. I think you're the only one that remembered them. I remember yeah, them. They were the uh, the original fake couple. So, oh, oh, that's right. Cause she was engaged or something. She, like, I she never had another boyfriend and yeah. So they're <sighs> like, the whole thing was, they just wanted, he just wanted to be on TV. And that was before I really started investigating, but they were a complete fake couple. So my thoughts, yeah, that's, that was pretty much my thoughts on the quarantine edition agency. I thought it was interesting that they gave Miriam more screen time than Patrick. I think that's true. I haven't measured it. Um, <laughs> it seemed that way. Patrick did not make himself look good on self-quarantine edition. I, I got some thoughts on his some of his choices. Um, Miriam, <laughs> Miriam availed herself wonderfully. Um, uh, can't say the same about Pat about Patrick. Um, I thought I thought the stuff with Sarah talking about her breast cancer was kind of touching. I, I thought it was nice that they're all like coexisting in the same house uh, amicably. That's really nice. You know, it means that the 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 kids both have their have their mom and dad around. Yeah, I get along really well with um, Baby Frauded's father and his wife, but I sure the hell wouldn't want to be quarantined all together mm-hmm. in the same house. So I give them mad props <laughs> to that. To mm-hmm. uh, that's Michael and Juliana and Sarah mm-hmm. and her husband Sean and the kids and the dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So cu- full house. Yeah, kudos to them. Um, I don't have thoughts on family Chantel or Pal that I wish to share. Um, uh, none of them need any more airtime. No. Um, I guess the only other thing is, you know, Ben mentioned his, the wedding he wants to have, right? That Akini Um, seemed to know nothing about the new, the new date. Yeah. It's not going (laughs) to happen. Um, 
Visa, visa services are suspended worldwide. It's May right now. Um, let's say in June, they, they reduce the travel advisory level and um, embassies begin to staff up to full level. They're going to have a backlog that they have to clear out. Um, it's going to take, first off, it's going to take a while just to get those people over there. That's probably going to take a lot of June. So then July, you're going to start going through some of the backlog. They're not even scheduled yet. There's going to be a lot of internal processing that's going to have to go to retroactively um, take the I-129F petition for the K-1 and change the expiration date because those are time limited. That's going to be a bureaucratic process. It's going to take a while. Um, police reports, med reports, those are all going to have expired. Um, so that's all going to have to get redone. August is, she might not get here until August under an optimistic scenario. And so to have a wedding at the same time when she's like, I want to use the whole 90 days. No, fall or winter, most likely. Well, and they don't <laughs> even have their, their interview scheduled. So, you know, um, according to, to what they said, um, I do think it's fascinating. Ben's facial hair and neck beard was fascinating to me. Um. <laughs> so I want to share with you guys one thing I really like about Quarantine Edition, which is that unlike, so like on normal show, TLC sets things up and they record. So it's kind of like they gather the footage and then they put it together with situations they created to give us a show that they want to see. But with Quarantine Everyone's supplying their own footage, which means it's videos they took of themselves at a time of their choosing, a place of their choosing, and a situation of their choosing. So it's really the self-quarantine edition is much more like their reflection of themselves than like their the their seasons on TLC. You kind of you it's yeah, it's basically like amateur YouTube hour. Yeah, but you kind of <laughs> learn which is really which is really interesting mm. because like I don't know like it says a lot so about my, them I, about what yes. they choose to record. That's exactly right. right. That's what I love about it. It's Is that so, where you're going with this? <laughs> yes. It, te it tells you so much about them um, by what they choose to select and send to TLC versus like what TLC sets up with them. You know, it's like it's right. like tells you a lot where their head's at. And I, I find that fun to look at. So I felt bad because I was washing dishes during the family Chantel portion because everyone knows my opinion on that. It, it just gets annoying to me that the whole thing, because um, then we see... Uh, we see Chantel again and she's like complaining about Pedro where I felt like in her scene, she was more like loving him. You see the loving. And the then this time she's like, he doesn't them. do anything. I'm like, what else are you supposed to do during quarantine? Like even the news is telling you to play video games now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing with Pow and Russ, I think uh, if I heard correctly, his mother passed during this time and he wasn't able to his see grandmother? his grandmother. His grandmother. Thank you. And I that that was that was pretty sad. I, there's a lot of situations right now where people cannot be with their loved ones mm -hmm. while they are undergoing surgery, like we saw with Sarah. You know, she had to go in pretty much alone mm -hmm. and, you know, go through all that. Um, you mentioned Patrick. I didn't know who he was, so I thought this was like some thrown-in celeb, like they did for Pillow yeah, Talk. Yeah, no, you need to go watch that. It's I so think bad. I don't want to watch it. It's the no, first season of Before to. the Ninety Days. <laughs> I saw it so long ago, and I just, I guess he just didn't stick out to me. What did stick out to me, and he did um, like back flips me, everywhere. Yeah, the thirst <laughs> is really made me, strong with him. Yeah, well, that's why he I was can on imagine. The show. I mean, he's a, he's a DJ, right? Mm -hmm. Like very outgoing. They like the attention, or they wouldn't be up there doing what they do. 
Um, I kind of giggled when he said he babysat his kid. I know, right? No, you don't. <laughs> In the fathers, pro tip, it's not babysitting when it's your own kid. <laughs> I know what he meant, though, so I'm not like, I, I'm, I'm not like really picking on him, but I just kind of like yeah. snorted when he's like, I babysit my kid. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and then uh, everyone, I don't know, laughs when I talk about Ben and Akini, but I have to say that her teaching, trying to teach him how to dance was above all like the most favorite moment. I was like, <laughs> bless her soul for trying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not going to happen, but he's trying. Um, and yeah, the magical beard that like grew so much in between the 48 hours of waiting for testing was just magical. But magical. That could have just been, you know, filming and whatnot. But that's <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much the, like the impression. I feel like some of the segments are really interesting mm-hmm. and then some really fall flat. And that could just be they had lack of footage or what they sent didn't work for them because, you know, TLC is also going to edit, chop, kind of right. form it in the way that they yeah. want to. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... <laughs> Waiting for more. I think, how many have we gone through? I mean, how many more episodes uh, of this do I, you we You know have? what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, because when quarantine is over, are they just going to, like, slam out a marathon? No. You know what? I think what's going to happen is because The Other Way comes on June 8th. We had a change in premiere right. date. And that shows on Mondays. So I think um, they'll put on The Other Way in place of where quarantine is now so i would imagine we only have a couple more episodes of quarantine because the other way is going to come out originally it was scheduled june 1st as a premiere date it's now premiering on june 8th so i think we have quarantine until the other way is what i think is going to happen yeah we'll we'll see i feel like there was like 40 people and we've only seen how many do we see like four each episode i have no idea that's math i don't either Shameless self-promotion agency. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is askthevisaofficer.com. There's a contact form you can use for questions about the show or questions about what the website has on offer. Um, and if you have a visa question, you can ask it there. Excellent. Hanakawa? Only one place you can find me. That's at 90 Day Fiance Today on Instagram. Excellent. And I am frauded by TLC. I want to give a couple of shout outs to our new patrons of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash the fraudcast. That's where are we do additional content out, uh, outside of the 90 day realm. We do other stuff. Last week we uh, covered the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia uh, and we do other reality shows and other content that all comes out on the broadcast for as little as $3 a month. You can join and get that extra content. So a quick thank you to our most recent uh, new patrons is the Tao of Dow, Linda, Melanie, Allison, Amber, Samantha, Cheryl, Melissa, Nancy, Claudia, Shana, Jane, Nicole... Tracy and Janice. I think that's it. Thank you guys all for supporting the Patreon. We really appreciate it. It allows us to continue to bring awesome content, both free and um, for $3 a month. And uh, that is all we've got for you today, you guys. You can find all of these this information in the show notes. There will be links to all of that. You can find me on Instagram at TLC. 
if you like what you're hearing and you enjoy listening to us and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to go ahead and leave us a five-star review um, or a rating and review if you enjoy us. Um, and uh, that's all we got for you today. So we hope you're having a safe quarantine. Stay safe. Stay home. And we are the Fraudcast and we're dumpster diving so you don't have to. This broadcast has been produced and edited by yours truly, art by Sarah Dottie. Music written, produced, and performed by Umami. Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house and they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.